Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings about those characters, and then make those characters fight for our amusement, and also yours. I am your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw, with me as always is Ken Knapsack. Glad to be here, we are uh, here at some of our new digs at uh, Force Center Recording Studio here, and I am excited, it is a good afternoon, uh, the world's been tough, life's been tough, I'm ready to have some Star Wars fun. Yeah. I think we are already. We're here in uh, Castle Napsock, as I like to say it. Uh, and uh, you kindly provided some whiskey. 
I did. This is a 12-year. A 12-year? 12-year Glenn Levitt. Oh, well. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that technically wrong. (laughs) 12-year Glenn Levitt is a Star Wars character who will fight in Data Bank Brawl eventually. (laughs) Uh, The spirit of Glenn Levitt will definitely be with us as we go into this one. Are you ready for your first combat? I am ready. I brought up the old research page and uh, ready to go. Okay, this is a character who has been requested a lot, and we're finally getting around. I had to just sit and stew in my whiskey juices and decide who this person should fight, but he's definitely worthy of fighting. He is Balatik. Okay. An agent of the feared Guavian death gang, Balatik's black leather coat and percussive cannon indicate his status within the galactic underworld. (laughs) Balatik negotiates business for the Guavians, backed by faceless, voiceless, cybernetic soldiers awaiting the signal to take action. Balatik considers Han Solo a capable smuggler and a valuable source of information, but his patience with the slippy Corellian and his endless excuses has all but run out. That is the truth. State from uh, StarWars.com databank. That is what we know officially about Balatik. And there's kind of a lot there. Yeah, that's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, I love that he has a percussive cannon. That's pretty cool. And I also like yeah. that that's his status. Like, he walks around in the room and is like, everybody, hey, everybody, I have a black leather coat and a percussive cannon. And they're like, oh, well, we know who Ooh. you are then, sir. Ooh. <laughs> um, interesting. So, there's a lot, yeah, I guess I can see a lot of people requesting this guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A memorable character. Uh, he has a fun, like, a little bit of an Irishy voice. He, he is, the actor, Brian Vernal, is Scottish. Scottish. You never know, oh. he could be affecting a little bit of a space accent, you Yeah, know? a little bit of a, sp- he's space Scottish. Space Scottish. <laughs> uh, voiced by uh, James Arnold Taylor in the uh, Lego Star Wars The Resistance Rises. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good friend, James Arnold Taylor. You can yeah. hear him on a, an episode of Obsessed. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, and, of course, we must mention that everybody said he looks like our friend, Mark Ellis. He absolutely does. I was sitting in that theater. Uh, <laughs> I was at a, a fortunate enough to be attending a screening, and I was sitting next to Amy Rose Eisenbach and Alicia Malone. And Balatik comes up, and I hear whispers to my right, hey, Mark Ellis, Mark Ellis, Mark Ellis. <laughs> it's like, what? And, then, and, and Amy Rose leans over and goes, he looks like Mark Ellis. I was like, oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Thinking we're the only three. Then <laughs> by the time the movie hit the theaters, poor Mark to this day cannot yeah. survive without getting uh, going a day without someone <laughs> saying, uh, hey, are you looking for Han Solo? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark needs to get himself a percussive cannon. It does. Uh, yeah. I get a little bit of the General Hux, but nowhere near as much yes. as, uh, as Mark gets the Balatik. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the Guavian Death Gang, the, yeah. his weird cybernetic soldiers, faceless, voiceless. Yeah, faceless, voiceless. So they're going to be hard when we eventually fight them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. And so they're – I was so confused when they came out because I know there was a bit of a design for some other characters that they put into that. And I like the design. Yeah. But um, knowing that there are these faceless, voiceless, cybernetic – are they – is there any humans in there at all? I don't know what's going on. Are they cyborg-like? I don't know. Yeah, they're just kind of like killer droids, killer androids maybe. Uh, But yeah, so so who knows? We'll see if Balatik has any with him depending on the conditions of our fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is there any additional information that you've pulled up there on Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. We've got, of course, he's human male, uh, height 1.8 meters, hair color brown, skin color light. But here's interesting. He has a cybernetic left leg. Oh, he does. Yeah. So he has a, a faceless, voiceless, cybernetic leg. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's not going to say much. Now, affiliations, Guavian Death Gang, we know. Concha Club, and it says in parentheses, briefly. Ooh. 
Ooh, so they got some history. They got some history there. And then it says, first order, uh, secretly. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, because he doesn't he say that he saw that droid that the first yeah. order is looking for? Inform the first order. <laughs> they found the droid they're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> like that he is groundskeeper Willie yeah. from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got a weed droid. It's <laughs> rolling around like a little ball. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, how do you feel about him? I like him a lot. Uh, it's become a running joke, of course, in the Schmoe's world about his affiliation with Mark Gallus's face. But uh, I, I do like this character. It's one of those things that I love that Han Han had these adventures that we didn't know about that weren't yeah. on the up and up. I I never would have planned as a kid growing up that we'd reconnect with Han Solo and he would have gone back to his smuggler's ways and just his yeah. life would have maybe fallen apart a little bit. But I liked it once it was playing out in Force Awakens. And so when you meet a guy like this or Tasu Leach with the Kanji Club and there's some history with Han, that's typical Han to me, that these guys would be like, and that they're younger, like especially Balotique's a little younger, so when Han's trying to be like, hey man, he's like, no, enough with your games. Like, <laughs> I know you, you're Han Solo. So I yeah. like the character. Yeah, absolutely. I love that attitude of like, you can't bullshit me. But there's still, I feel like almost this little bit of respect from Balotique because yeah. they, they all come, he comes with his droids, he comes with his concussive blaster gun, uh, but there's still a little bit of like, I have no idea what this crazy MF or Han Solo will do. Right. What might he pull? And you, you know? have to respect Chewbacca sitting right there. Right. The mighty Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're all, we're all on board with Balatik. Okay. Uh, so he is going to fight someone that uh, I think that he's going to be able to take. I don't think he needs his Guavian soldiers, maybe. Okay. But might be a little bit of a physical challenge depending on where we set the battle. Balatik will do battle with our next combatant, a Hapabor. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Here's what StarWars.com databank says about the old Hapabor. Strong, patient quadrupeds. <laughs> <laughs> with oversized snouts and tiny eyes, Hapabors are found on several worlds in the galaxy. Their thick skins allow them to resist heat, and their bodies reportedly contain reservoirs, reservoirs where they store water. Hapabors are slow but hardy and will trudge along obediently all day carrying cargo and riders. Finn happens upon a Hapabor while desperately searching for water in Nima Outpost on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. That's, uh, I, was, I was playing a Hapabor video. <laughs> you saw some of your yeah. Hapabor fanfic just started yep. playing on your yep. computer? Yep. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so we all know the Hapabor from seeing their butts. <laughs> yeah, the big old Hapabor butt. A big old close-up. Not a close-up. It yeah. feels like it. Uh, the Hapabor butt leaning into that trough and Jakku. Uh, so Hapabors, uh, what, what do we got about uh, on Wikipedia about Hapabors? Fascinating, uh, 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 more than you'd think, <laughs> but less than I, I want. I want more of the Hapabor. More Hapabor. So, Sarcoplank. Sarcoplank. Oh, yeah. You know Sarco, right? You know Sarco. I like Sarco. Sarcoplank. He, he warns Luke Skywalker and his droids about Hapabors. The Hapabors don't eat flesh or metal. Just stay away from their mouths and feet. Uh, average height, 2.3 meters. Average length, 5.9 meters. As you can tell from the movie, they're big. Average mass, uh, 2,500 kilograms. Skin color, generally gray. Eye color, generally black. We we don't really see their uh, uh, eyes, do we? Um, Now, homeworlds listed here is Deveron and Jakku, but I like this, as you just said, Joseph, they're uh, seen in other planets. Yeah. This doesn't have to just be Jakku. 
That seems like a good distinction in the difference between Wikipedia and the databank. Wikipedia yeah. is listing places where they have been seen yeah. uh, in canon, and uh, and the databank's wide open. Yeah, now now I'm remembering it. This is from the Sarko-Plank-Luke-Skywalker interaction is from that Weapon of a Jedi. You're correct. YA book. Uh, yes. And I didn't even really remember the Hapabors. There's so much to remember. <laughs> uh, so how, how do you feel about the old Hapabor? Uh, love the Hapabors. Love the Hapabors. It's just I love the design. It's out there, but yet so much in in galaxy. It makes sense. Um, it's something. So I look at it, and it kind of uh, makes me think of some of the things in Jabba's palace. Yeah, uh, that we got even even back in '83 before George touched him up. This this seems like something that could have worked. Um, the fact that it uh, for all intents and purposes was was practical. I believe on set. I don't think. I think I'm sure the CGI. It made it better, but I'm sure I think there was a big old half a bore butt there for Boyega to play. Against. You think there was a practical butt? I think there was a practical, practical uh, half a bore butt. So I, uh, I do like them, man. I do like them. Excellent, excellent. Uh, do you have any other questions or thoughts before? No, the battle other begins? than you know, when we make you Star Wars God, you come up with some weird fights. <laughs> I like it. This is a weird one, I admit. As I as I as I was reading it out, when I put it together, I was like, oh, this is good. And as yeah. I was reading it, I was like, this is a little bit insulting to Balatik. <laughs> so we'll see how he fares. Maybe, maybe it's what he what he deserves. Yeah, I like both these characters. They both charm me in the Force Awakens, and now one or the other of them, yes. or probably both will suffer great grievous harm as we fight one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united Healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health. Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wait. So, this can happen anywhere. It can happen on Devron. It can happen on Jakku. But why go to Jakku when we right. don't have to? Mm-hmm. Balatik mm-hmm. is a man of the galaxy. He goes lots of places where he's recognized by his black leather coat and yes. percussive cannon. Mm-hmm. And gets into private parties and whatnot. Yeah. Look at my percussive cannon. Uh, so where do you want this to take place? I know it's hard when the whole galaxy is open to us, but it, it is. And I'm, I'm trying to look. You know, they're they're very much in the western reaches. So that includes. Uh, Takadona. Okay. Endor. Oh. Um, oddly enough, Bespin and Hoth. Are all in the all Western in the, I'm looking. I'm looking at a more general map, not the, uh, I usually go to that other site, Star Wars Maps. Um, I could just bring it up. Uh, Star Wars, um, the, the, the great map site. Okay, okay. But, hmm. um, but hmm. I, I, so, I think if it's, I'd, I'd love to put it on Endor, but then I think, uh, I think we got too much interference from other creatures. Yeah, I mean, there are, as we know in our databank brawl canon, there are a lot of things yeah. on Endor. A lot yes. of people on Endor. Things going on on yeah. Endor. You know what? Have we ever been to Hoth? We have not. We have not, I don't think. This would be interesting. And, and, and you know, they, they do, uh, in the databank brawl, t- they talk about, uh, it wouldn't be on, um, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for them to be on uh, snow planets. All right. You know what? Then let's go to Hoth. Why not? Let's do it. We'll go crazy with this. Uh, I am going to say that Balatik has been sent uh, to raid the remnants of the rebel base on Hoth. uh, The Guavian said, we hear rumors that they might, they left in a hurry, that they might have left stuff behind, that the scavengers don't go there as much because it's really cold and remote. But you... You with your your black leather coat can stay warm. Yeah, on Hoth. So I think they send him. I think he brings the uh, the the Death Gang droids with him. Right. I think maybe they're not working well. The cybernetic soldiers on Hoth. The the, the cold is definitely a factor. I mean, Balatik is in a ship. He's hitting. The, he's got a wrench and he's hitting upside the head. Some of these uh, Guavian <laughs> troops and he just. He's really upset. He's re- and his, his cybernetic left leg's aching a bit too. Oh yeah, of course it is. What is he saying about his his leg and his space Scottish accent? Ah, this 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 snow's getting too much for me here. <laughs> I principal Skinner. I gotta go. I gotta go get some fresh air from all your little droids. Yeah, it's uh, the worst accent ever. Uh, don't worry, I'll do worse before this is <laughs> over. Uh, so he's he is just uh, complaining up a storm, but. A storm, an actual storm is coming, so he needs to get this done. This is also yeah. not, uh, he obviously likes status, and this is not that glamorous of a job. There's no one there to see it. Right. It's basically glorified uh, scavenger, but yeah. that you know about the wampas, so that maybe things like, I'm going to have to take on a true, right. you know, warrior uh, species, a, a wampa. Yeah. So he, he marches into this old rebel base, I think. 
He's in Echo Base, man. Walking right in. I think. I think. Um, and if you, if you play Battlefront uh, enough, you know there's some little side doors next okay. to the hangar. Okay. So he's not walking into the hangar proper that we know, but it's there. Um, but he finds a little door, and he's going along totally fine. He finds, uh, uh, what is it, FX-7? Oh, yeah. Droid. Yeah, yeah. Just sitting there. He's kind of in the medical bay. He's walking around. It's actually... He, he, he can see his breath as he breathes, but he's... he's Balatik has found some peace. He's like, this was what I needed. A little stroll through an empty base. Yeah. And he, in fact, goes into what he begins to piece together mm-hmm. was Princess Leia Organa's chambers. Yeah. And they're actually a bunch of clothes that she had to leave <laughs> behind and jewelry that yeah. are quite valuable. He was looking for yeah. equipment. He wasn't thinking like, holy like crap. A, a simple jewelry raid. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's trying to, he's got a little uh, suitcase and he's piling Leia's clothes <laughs> into a suitcase when suddenly there's a banging on the door. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Now we're into full Father Ted territory, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. So I think that he goes up to the door. Right. And I think he pulls out his uh, big uh, percussive cannon. Yeah. And he does a classic, the, the, the stand by the side of the wall and mm. opens the door. Gets a good position. Pushes yeah. the door open with one hand. Yeah. And you know, what comes at him? What happens? Um, what comes at him is um, is a big snout. <gasps> Just pushes into the door, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, what, oh, the first order didn't tell me this was going to happen here. Now I think he's Irish. Yeah. Um, and in space, there's no exact accent. Um, <laughs> no so bras, no accent. I, I don't think he, you know, he's heard. Uh, he knows of tantons. And uh, the First Order has warned him of wampas. Yeah. So I think in his mind, there's an immediate freak out because this could be a wampa. And he's, he knows, don't mess with those. He is not even thinking. He stumbles back. He's ah, right. he says in his accent. Oh, fake, fake. And uh, and I think he fires with his percussive cannon. Right. Right into the snout. In straight ahead to the snout. Straight into the snout. Oh, wow. So I think the Hapabor was never going to be able to fit through the door. Yeah. It gets blasted back. There are ripples of yeah. flesh from that percussive cannon. There's gross snorty <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a blubbery kind of sound and some remnants. Yeah. No one likes blubber remnants. <laughs> yeah, this is, it, it's pretty gross. There's, yeah. It's a wet sound. It's like a bunch of walruses trying to do the wave at a baseball game. It's, oh, it's, yeah, there's a lot of noise. If you had that image in your brain for a while. <laughs> it had to come uh, out somewhere. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Day. Um, so he, Balatig, runs. He's, he's, in his mind, created some space. Yeah. So he runs farther out of this chamber. Into the hallways, um, and I think he makes, he's past the medic base, everything, and then I think he stumbles into what used to be the communications command center. Okay. And is he trying to raise someone? Is he trying to hail his, his droids? Yes. That's a good idea. We'll go with that. He, <laughs> uh, yes, and he, um, he does call back to his ship and to his Guavian Death Gang members, but they're, uh, they're not really... Something's going on. Yeah. He, 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 all he's hearing, you know, he, first of all, he doesn't know because they're silent. 
Yeah, exactly. They're, they could be they, responding they to can't that. answer him. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. But there's some kind of binary kind of code yeah. would come across, some zeros some and ones. Beeps and boops from yeah. the communicator He's itself. not getting anything. He's not getting anything. His leg is really, ah, oh, my leg. Oh, yeah. oh my leg. My cybernetic <laughs> leg is hurting so much. I can feel it right in the knee joint. <laughs> oh, I want it bend. Uh, and now... Picture this is a very cinematic thing. Uh-huh. I, I'm looking at the Hapabor's databank entry. Strong and patient. Right. This Hapabor has been injured. It's been concussed in the snout. It's angry, but no it's one, patient. No one likes a concussed snout. <laughs> and I think that there is this very cinematic scene. Mm-hmm. Is a very nervous Balatik with yeah. an aching cybernetic leg. He's right. dragging himself around the base, and the Hapabor is stalking him. Yes. Somehow in the shadows, this huge snorting beast. Yeah. It's like a horror movie. Balti keeps turning around and thinking he sees something in the shadows. <laughs> and maybe it's there, maybe it's not. What was that? <laughs> what did I what did I shoot? Is it dead? Hello? Anyone out there? <laughs> I've got this progressive cannon. It's a percussive cannon that shows my status. <laughs> and he's backed away. He's in now he's in the hangar. Okay, he's, he's in moved the big his, hangar. He's in he's in the hangar. Um, and it's so big that it's almost frightening. You know, it's like, what else could be in here? Yeah. Now he's hearing these noises. And it's imagine the camera from behind the Hapaborer's body looking at Balatik as he's kind of like gun pointing backwards. He's, he's walking backwards and he'll turn around. <laughs> I know you're out there. The Hapaborer's shadowy butt in the foreground. I'll kill a Wumpa <laughs> if I have to. Uh are there still ships in the hangar? There is a beat up uh, snowspeeder. It's a beat up snowspeeder. Didn't get fixed in time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's probably not rep- uh, in, in, a, in a repairable state. Yeah. Um, and he certainly wouldn't have the time, so he can't take that. But he looks in there, um, finds like a, a leftover re- rebel uh, fighter pilot helmet. Okay. Um, but nothing in there that he could take. I, I think when he goes in there, he's mm-hmm. he's screwing around in there, yeah. mumbling to himself, and that is when the Hapabor sees to strike. So he, from the Hapabor's point of view, does he see kind of like Balatik's ass in the air as he's digging through the snow speeder, and, the, and then, then he's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, the Hapabor sees the, the, uh, the percussive cannon mm-hmm. in the cockpit and thinks, now... I am strong. I am patient. Got it. Now is the moment to strike. So I think the Hapabor charges. Yes. And I think he basically gets under the snowspeeder. Yeah. And you know how they're they're kind of, they're little, you know, they're thin, really. Yes. He gets under the front of it. Yes. He gets his snout, his injured, bloodied snout under the front of it, and he throws it. He basically gets his head under it and goes, and gives it a good toss. Yeah. Now, was Balatik in the cockpit there? Yeah. So he's in the rummage around, and when this hits, the cockpit falls down. <laughs> the door closes. Door closes. Son of a... Trapping Balatik in there. What? Yeah, what's happening? And um, we're going to get a lot of postcards from Scotland, and <laughs> I understand. Um, and the snow speeder, like you said, is just... It does a couple rotations. I think this is almost a triple Lindy dive. Here, oh, this man. is a slow-mo, <laughs> like, wow, impressive. <laughs> Half of wars are strong. Balatik just kind of, all he sees is, you know, up, down, up, down. He just sees floor, ceiling, floor, floor, ceiling. And, and this thing just crashes and lands and then skids and slides into a parked Y-wing. Okay, yeah. Underneath it, just enough. Yeah, and the Hapabor 
begins charging, and through the, oh, the yeah. cracked windshield, uh, uh, the the back of the cracked windshield, actually, mm-hmm. uh, Balatik is he's his head is cut now. He's bleeding. Uh, right. His cybernetic leg finally bent that mm-hmm. frozen knee bent, but now it's not going to bend back. So his leg is stuck. Right. He's like an action oh. figure. With yeah. Too much articulation. Too much articulation. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his his leg is stuck bent, and this hapabore is mm-hmm. now. It's get, it's doing the it's rubbing, you know. It's, it's yeah, rubbing say, its little feet. It's getting ready to charge. D- is that the half aboard charge sign? Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. Okay. It's getting ready. Uh, you know, its body is is full of of water <laughs> in its reservoirs. <laughs> it's uh, relatively warm in here, but it could freeze. It could freeze. Yeah. It could freeze. It's it's got a lot yeah. of stresses, uh, and then Balatik notices. Yeah. What is this button? What does that say in Orbesh? Harpoon. <laughs> That's right. So he tries to line it up, and it up. the the aboard charges, and he fires the harpoon. What happens? It is a little bit of a low shot, but it goes in underneath the aboard's body. Ooh! And then it the kind of how it kind of hits the top of the uh, the bottom of the aboard. But it, so that way the the harpoon angles and it ends up wrapping around the back left leg of the hapabore. <laughs> Just boom, 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 boom. Okay, so he's yeah. got the hapabore yep. now. And Balatik screams out, "Oh, good shot, Balatik!" <laughs> he is cable very- away, detached cable. <laughs> he is very, very pleased with himself. Yeah. Uh, so he he realizes right before he hits the detach button. No, no, don't detach. <laughs> I got this. Sorry, I was reenacting a scene from history class. I heard about the Battle of Huth. Uh, that wedge is a talker. Uh, and he realizes if I can get this to fly, yeah, I can just I can throw this half more around, yeah. and I can get out of here. Uh, he flips around in the cockpit. Yeah, uh, Hapabor is like. Bah! You know, yeah, he's he, trying to escape. Trying, trying. He's he's a smart enough creature to know he's in trouble, but he's a dumb enough creature that he just is like, why can't I move? <laughs> um, and uh, he in, he engages, Balatik engages the ignition of the ship here. And it's like, it's been a couple of years. I mean, oh, this, yeah. is, this has been a while <laughs> since the battle. Finally, with a burst, the ship takes off. But it's, he's not in a position, Balatik is a good pilot enough, but he, so if you imagine this big hangar, the snowspeeder is just up, down, up, down. It's kind of hitting the bottom, bottoming body, out, bottoming out, that's what I'm trying to say. And the, the hoverboard is being pulled because there's enough power. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the ship is like, <laughs> they just can't do it. It's like a kite. I love this. You know? It's not actually painful. It's Kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Hapabor is sort of like, however, Hapabor says we. Yeah. That's what he's doing. So, it's kind of a fun little ride. You ever, yeah. You ever like, uh, you have a dog and like the dog sits down on the grass and you're like, no, we got to keep going and you're kind of dragging him on the leash. <laughs> That's what's kind of going on yeah. there. So the snow speeder's not losing the battle, but the Hapabor is possibly in a position to win. So it's this weird kind of tractor pull thing going on by now. Yeah. And I think I think Balatik can't hold it, and the ship crashes down. Okay, yeah, I think it just fully, fully crashes. I yep. think the cable gets detached, yeah, and it just uh, crashes. I think he's relatively close to the hangar door. Yeah, he's still he's lost some of Leia's dresses, but he still has some of her jewelry, some of her Alderanian jewelry. And he thinks, you know what? I think 
that I should just make good my escape mm-hmm. uh, and maybe uh, let off whatever the Star Wars version of an EMP is, right. a device like that that he has to fry any electronics mm-hmm. in case there was any video recording in here, <laughs> any hollow vid recording, because right. he doesn't want anyone to see what's happened here. Right. And uh, uh, he sets off this device. Device. And he starts to make for the main hangar door. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I may. Please. He he watches kind of his handiwork. Now, the hapabore is still there. The rope, the cable's detached. And he's, the hapabore is shaking like a wet dog after a shower. <laughs> <laughs> the cable's coming loose. And Balatik and the hapabore here from deep within the bowels of the bay say, Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like a bad crat dragon, but uh, <laughs> they hear like a Multiple voices? A couple of, of screams, monstrous screams. Okay. Some stomping. Balatik looks up and he sees from the far end of the hangar, emerging from some of the, of the corridors, two wampas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I think... Balatik's eyes get wider than they already are. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's a couple of them wampas I just heard about. Yes. Okay. And uh, so... So then he starts running. Then he starts running. The point of him running and trying to get out is Oh, yeah. Now, it's really hard to run when your uh, cybernetic leg is permabent. Permabent. He can kind of do it, but he looks like a video game animation that's gone wrong. (laughs) He looks like a glitch. (laughs) He looks like a glitch. It's really unattractive. He looks... Death gang glitch. Really dumb. His hip flexors are going to be so sore tomorrow. He is in rough shape as he tries to run. And in the snow, he can't run. The Hapabor sees the Wampas. Yes. And the Hapabor is even like, whoa. Like like Hoth Hoth Hapabors know the lay of the land, man. They're friends with the Tauntauns. They don't like Wampas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of meat for a Wampa. Yeah. And I think think Hapabor is maybe a part of a caravan at one point that got left here. But this Hapabor has adapted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Hapabor, so Balatik makes it to the hangar door and just, and he hits it and he he opens it. Mm -hmm. And then he sees the Hapabor start to run past him. Like the Hapabors are pretty slow. Would you say the shield doors have to open? (laughs) The shield doors. Yes, the Hapabor. Hapabor is just building up speed. It's like a stampeding elephant. Yeah. So the Balatik's, because he gets there first, but he's waiting for the door open, like you said. And then that Hapabor just boom, 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 runs past him. But Balatik is now running alongside the Hapabor. Yeah. I They're, like this. It's um, and like they almost look over each other, and make eye contact, <laughs> and the Hapabor is like just there's fear in his eyes. That, those tiny little eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I think Balatik trips in the snow. Oh no! But then he sees something trailing along. Hmm. He realizes that the cable is still attached to the Hapabor's leg. <laughs> he grabs that cable, holds on to it, and he is basically getting tobogganed by a Hapabor. Yes. He looks like Indiana Jones and Raiders <laughs> hanging onto that uh, truck. As uh, Indy tried to take out the Nazis there. So, um, and we've never got to see this. Yeah. But the Wampas are scary fast. I'm just going to say. I was going to ask you, what is the average land speed of a Wampa? I bet the real canon is that they're slow, but I think it so entertains me yeah. that they're horror movie fast. They're horror movie fast, and they're also motivated by food. Yeah. Because again, Hapabors provide a lot of sustenance a for A lot wampas. of food. That's why the Hapabore was hiding in there, yeah. hiding from these Wampas. Right. With its nose stuck. It's stuck. Uh, so these wampas are on, and suddenly there's a brief, lovely moment of teamwork. In Absolutely, databank brawl. That Hapabor 
is running. It's running. Now it's going downhill in the snow. It's getting cold, but they're yeah. making good time. But the wampas are almost on their tail. And Balatik, in a very heroic moment, he's yeah. got one hand mm-hmm. on the cable. Yeah. And he, he gets his percussive cannon out with the other hand. Right. And fires. Yeah. Wham! One wampa just goes head over ass, just <laughs> flying, rolling. Yeah. Yep, yep, and uh, it's almost like a big snowball hitting the yeah. ground. And Balatik's just like, ah, that was a great shot. I'm so good with this cat, and did you see that, Hippibur? I deserve my status. Yeah, I've got my status well-earned and intact. <laughs> um, but the second wampa is pissed. Yeah. That's his wampa buddy. They're like cave mates. So he's building up speed. He's building up speed. I think this is a good time to pause our fight. Yeah. You know, we sometimes let the adventure take us where it may. Yeah. And now we kind of have a three-way battle. We do. Between Balatik, a yeah. hoth hapabore, yeah. and a wampa. Mm-hmm. Who do we think should win uh, uh, just by the rules of basic combat? And, and morally, who do we want to win? I began this fight thinking that this was going to be maybe Balatik dominating a, a helpless creature. I, I did too. I uh, really felt that was going to be the case. But knowing us, we have a little bit of heart to us. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't wasn't surprised that the Hapabor got a bit of an up, uh, advantage. But I think, and I, I think uh, where this battle took us is man. And creature, or one of a uh, one creature, one type of creature versus another, have found some side, some sort of peace. Yeah, some sort of harmony, which is part of what Star Wars is about. Balatik doesn't believe in the Force necessarily, but he has to be one with his his fellow creatures. And this is one of those moments. Yeah, where I think I think they team up and defeat the Wampa. Okay. You know what? I have no disagreement with that. I feel like in a straight fight on Jakku, Balatik's got the half aboard. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he had the Hoth handicap. And right. so he came in a little bit uh, under. And the cybernetic leg. <laughs> cybernetic leg. The handicap of it switching around. <laughs> uh, so I think Balatik would normally beat a half aboard. Yep. But in this instance, it's going to be, can they survive right. the fury of the Wampa? Yeah. So do you have a vision of what happens next? I think it's the first Wampa's, you know... Flipping around and basically, you know, dying. Good shot, Balatik. Second one's building up speed. But uh, the Hapabore kind of trips up a little bit. Because okay. if you're, you know, again, going ref- using Battlefront, the video game, as a reference, there's a lot of peaks and valleys around here. And then yeah. there's these old, you know, there's these old rebel trenches. Okay. So I think the Hapabore hits one of the trenches. He goes over it. But Balatik <laughs> boom, oh. lands in the center of oh. the trench. Now, there's a... Old busted out uh, turret there, defense turret from the rebellion. Uh, Balatik knows he thinks if he can get to that turret and maybe it's working, I can take out the wampa. But he, when he gets up, he looks up and he sees the wampa's on him too fast. There's okay. going to be no way. There's no way. Balatik reaches for his percussion cannon, and it's it's gone. It's flowing. It, he out. lost it. It's on somewhere else. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'll go to, you're going to your Battlefront experience. I'll go into my living in Minnesota experience. <laughs> when you drop something in the snow, it's gone. God. His God. status is buried in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what is he going to do? So, that Wampa's bearing down on him. Yeah, and I think, I think the Wampa is coming, its hand is up, mm-hmm. and Balatik realizes he must make a sacrifice. Yeah. So, he presents his cybernetic leg. <laughs> And I think the Wampa 
uh, just takes a big claw strike right. at the leg. Right. And what do you know? Luck is shining on Balatik. It He whacks the leg hard, but it just unlocks his knee. <laughs> so now he's got a little bit there, more mobility. There is no mobility. And the wampa, the wampa's still standing above him. Yeah. And he's about to bear down on him. And that's when I think you hear a rumbling and a bumbling and a stumbling. <laughs> and the hapabore from the other side charges at the wampa, leaps over the rebellion uh, tunnel, and pounds just whoop, spears the wampa. Just full <laughs> snout butt. Just man. Right just into ran, it. Just jumps over Balatik, jumps over the yep. little trench, yep. and just Plows. From Balatik's point of view, it's like the end of Free Willy. <laughs> there's, there's, Hapabor is flying over him. He saw the Wampa's hand with the, the claws coming down on him, but now all he sees is flying Hapabor butt. And I think it is beautiful and glorious, but just like Free Willy, there's a little bit of fluid dripping. <laughs> and Balatik doesn't know what that is. Is that melted snow? Is that ah, Hapabor leakage? What is it? I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky to be alive. That Hapabor sprung a leak. <laughs> um, and I think that's, for my, I don't know, that's yeah. the end of the battle. Yeah. There's a fade out, and then we fade up underneath Balatik's ship. Sits Balatik next to him a Hapabor, a campfire, and roasted wampa. I think that is exactly right. I think there is a, a delicious meal yeah. that is had. And then I think this is a little bit of the Lord of the Rings ending. <laughs> you get plenty of great endings. Second fade out? Yeah. You get a second fade out and you think, oh, that's the end. But then we're treated to a little montage. Oh, God, I love that. We're treated to Hapabor getting on the ship. <laughs> Balatik going back to uh, the Guavian Death Gang, handing right. over the jewelry, congratulating the Hapabor. Hapabor getting a nice saddle, and then you see him just on all sorts of different planets of Balatik <laughs> riding the Hapabor. Something tells me I'm into something good. <laughs> yep. Postcards from Tatooine, postcards from Jakku, <laughs> postcards from Endor. Yeah, because he knows. He knows now that Hapabors seem to be just big, dumb louts. Yeah. But they are good in a fight. I love it. And we zoom in, and we see... That uh, saddle and something sparkles. It's one of Princess Leia's jewels embedded <laughs> in the saddle. Balatik smiles. Freeze frame. Doo-doo. The end. We're all going to have a great <laughs> summer. <laughs> uh, well, maybe Balatik will fight again. I don't know if we completely honored how awesome Balatik is. Yeah. But you know he, what? Well, you know, these fights go in different directions, and um, you're right. He can come back in a winner's bracket. Yeah, that's right. He came through. He came through, and so did the Hapabor. <laughs> so I think that was a great fight, and a little bit of Wampas getting their full horror movie glory. <laughs> Sudden, terrifying running. As always, if there are characters that you want to see, let us know. Use the hashtag databankbrawl on Twitter or on Facebook or on our Patreon page if you are one of our patrons. And you can suggest matchups, but we just love it when you let us know a character you want to see, especially when that builds up. And uh, some characters are getting suggested a lot, and, and uh, we, we try to get to them as quickly as we can. And some, like, we're holding back for different uh, surprise reasons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you never know. You never know. There'll be a uh, many more battles coming here on databank brawl ken where can people find you hey you can find me at cadnapsuck also on anchor with my station daily thrones 
Yeah, it's a great station. You can also find my uh, station on Anchor, uh, Headcanon, where I talk about all sorts of weird, fun pop culture stuff, and my uh, other podcast, Obsessed, which is on Feral Audio. If you're curious about any comedy shows or comedy adventures, you can uh, check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. I'll be at DragonCon soon. Of course, go check out our Patreon. It's at uh, patreon.com slash center. We are building to a goal of new music, and of course, review us on iTunes. You can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, while no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for Databank Brawl. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.